This is At Risk Radio. Welcome to At Risk Radio, where we talk about leadership in the persecuted church internationally. I'm your host, Mark Stafford, and I'm here today with Russell Stendhal. Russell is a missionary in Latin America and the director of SOM International in Latin America. Now, Russell, you're involved in the distribution of a lot of really helpful things. <laughs> You've been giving people eyeglasses and clean water, and you edited the Jubilee Bible. You've authored dozens of books, but you also have a huge passion for radio. So explain to me, why radio? Why is radio so important in the areas that you are doing ministry in? Well, first of all, we can produce a lot of radio for the same budget as, say, a minute of video. And we haven't had the the, the kind of resources and finances to do a big uh, TV ministry, although occasionally we do videos that go on TV and stuff. And that all has its place. But we've been extremely effective doing radio, and we feel that's our primary uh, call from the Lord. People don't see our face, so um, we can travel around and still be more or less incognito, which wouldn't be the case if we had a big TV ministry. And um, the, uh, it's, it's extremely cost-effective. We can produce our programs so that they can be used over and over again and not be dated. In other words, timeless programs dealing with certain issues, themes, or portions of Scripture. And um, in rural areas, there's a lot of places in Latin America where there is no TV or where TV is hard to come by or where it has to be satellite TV, that kind of thing, and would only be for elites. But for the average person, uh, it's not available. And um, and then even where there is a lot of TV available, radio. I mean, look at how much, look at how effective talk radio is in this country. And so there, there's definitely a niche for radio that's that's important. The, the drive time for people going to and from work. Uh, there was a friend of mine who's a Catholic priest in Colombia named Rafael Garcia Herreros. And he felt bad because back in the late 40s and through the 50s, there had been a lot of persecution of evangelicals by Roman Catholics. And um, so he made a promise. He made a vow to the Lord. He said if he ever got an FM radio station, he was going to go find a Protestant and give that Protestant a chance to preach on the Catholic radio station. And lo and behold, somebody, one sole donor, wrote one check and put him on the air with a very powerful FM radio station in Bogota. And guess who he picked to be the Protestant preacher to preach on his radio station? Was that you? That was me. <laughs> so tell us about that. What was it like uh, preaching uh, on the Catholic radio station? What kind of impact did that have? Oh, it had a tremendous impact. And I mean, every now and then I would say something that uh, fell afoul of the priest that actually managed the station, and I would get... Uh, taken off the air. But my friend would always listen to me and, and, and he would always go back and after things died down, he'd put me back on again. <laughs> and so um, he did that for eight years until he passed away in, in 1994. But that's what got me going in radio. And that program became the most listened to program, radio program in Colombia. Oh, wow. And outrated the news and everything else uh, during AAA drive time in the morning and in the evening. And so... Um, that's, that's what showed me how effective radio can be. So you went on to acquire now dozens of transmitters throughout the area, and you're reaching 
thousands of people uh, every day on various transmitters going into uh, mostly remote villages. Tell us a little bit about the radio ministry that you have right now throughout South America. Yeah, our um, radio programs are all you know on our web pages and on Spotify and other things. And so anyone that wants to download them or anyone that wants to take one of our internet radio feeds and just uh, re put it you know on re air it anywhere. And so we've lost track of how many stations we're on right now. But all I know is that there are individual messages of mine that have been aired more than 1,000 times hmm. over different radio stations all over the place. That's tremendous. Yeah. Um, so when somebody is uh, listening to you during drive time in, in Bogota, uh, which is, uh, again, as a radio guy, that's unbelievable to me because there's not a lot of preaching during drive times. Um, uh, tell us a story about how that has impacted people, how that impacted lives. Well, it can even impact me. One time I was driving down the road about uh, 1,600 kilometers from home. That'd be about a thousand miles from home, and I drove into the city, and I was, you know, like I was do, you know, running through checking the radio stations, and here there's a guy preaching, and so I listened, you know, I thought this guy isn't too bad, you know, I could almost agree with him, and then it dawned on me, it's me. <laughs> <laughs> well, now some of your radio programs have come from your books, or it's the other way around. Some of your books have come from radio programs. So tell us a little bit about the uh, writing ministry that you have in addition to your radio ministry. Yeah, the Bible commentaries that I've written have all started out as radio messages, preaching through the Bible in the war zone, and um, and then uh, having the messages transcribed and having them form the basis of the book. You know, it has to be necked down, it has to be changed, you know, in the style. But um, it... Uh, lays the outline for the book mm -hmm. and um and because of the needs of the people in those circumstances where you're dealing with churches where the pastors don't have a good education where maybe somebody's got a sixth grade education and so he got elected to be a pastor of 100 people and nobody has a bible in the whole place that kind of stuff abounds and so um you know they 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 need to um be able to go through the scriptures you know phrase by phrase word by word and be able to uh define the terminology and um and not take things out of context and uh you know learn some basic things uh, because otherwise um it could easily go off the rails. So Russell has written dozens of books at this point. Uh, many of them uh, were started as radio broadcasts. Now, we do have many of those books up for sale. And as we come back into our next section of uh, programming, we'll be talking about uh, how you can get a hold of some of those books. And every time somebody purchases one of Russell's books, it goes to further his ministry and the radio impact that is happening right now throughout South America. We'll be back. Can you imagine trying to disciple a church with only one Bible? This is Mark Stafford from At Risk Radio, and our contacts in Venezuela are telling us incredible stories about people coming to know Jesus, all the while pastors are missing Bibles for their people. After receiving a Bible from our ministry, one man said with tears in his eyes, no one has ever given me such a beautiful gift. At Risk Radio, in our partnership with SOM International, is working to bring 2 million Bibles into Venezuela. For more information about how you can help, go to atriskradio.com.
Welcome back to At Risk Radio. I'm online with David Witt. David Witt is the CEO of SOM International. Now, David, in your experience, how does it transform a village when they finally get a Christian radio station there? Well, yeah, it's 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 a whole change. I mean, it starts at the heart of people, of course. Mark, like anything, um, you know, first people are curious, they start listening in. But, the, you know, we, the, the word of God never returns void. So what we see is when people begin to listen to God's word, they begin to, you know, little changes. They begin to think about the things of God. They can begin to literally change their mind, which is what the word repent comes from. And so then when someone really accepts the gift of salvation through Jesus Christ and their lives are changed and the fruit of the Holy Spirit starts uh, working, then the other villagers will note, uh, you know, what a change in, in their life. And they're not living maybe under the fear, and just the curses and the uh, stress of life. And so then more people will want to be curious and say, what's that all about? And it's great. We are giving them the tool. Everybody else could tune into the radio and begin to hear God's message. And so that's how we could begin to see kind of like a virus, a good virus, it begin to affect a whole community. Um, but it starts with just that seeds of people listening in and then spreading. Now, one of the tools that you've used over the years to really get the uh, the radio stations out to the people have been uh, Galcom radios. Now, uh, tell us a little bit more about these amazing little devices. Yeah, we, we love our partnership with Galcom. Their focus is on the communication of the gospel through technology. And uh, they're fixed channel radios, solar powered with a battery that lasts, we found, between 10 and 15 years. They're actually been engineered and, and made in Israel. Uh, so we thank God for the continual blessing coming out of Israel and God's hand there. Uh, they're a fixed channel so that people can't get them and, you know, turn them into their own radio. And, that, you know, we spend this investment, you know, kingdom funds and then turn it into their own radio. Now, they're, they're fixed on the frequency that we have the radio broadcast in these areas. And we can choose uh, a few different frequencies if we have a few different channels. And then on top of it, Mark, what's great is uh, we also are able to put a chip in it and some uh, specific teaching that uh, can really bless and encourage them and for context to where they're at. So it's a it's a huge tool. Uh, it's it's about a $40 investment for us. But what we've seen is that when uh, people have it, they, the, the device itself, they find can, you know, you can get in a room and up to 30 people can sit there quietly and listen. So certainly it impacts families, even small communities, and then they could share it. So uh, we could, uh, you know, one radio can impact dozens and dozens of people. Yeah, that's incredible how that happens. And like I said in the first uh, section that it's uh, really phenomenal that Russell has been able to keep a radio ministry going that is uh, so popular, that's popular in drive times. People are listening to their cars. They're also out in the villages listening to it with groups of people gathered around the radio. It sounds like something right off a 1950s sitcom, but in some of these villages, that's the reality of their life, that they don't have a lot of media, they don't have a lot of technology, and a, 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 a Galcom radio um, with a Christian radio station is hugely valuable to them. Your ministry carries a, a number of Russell's books. Um, tell us a little bit about one of Russell's books. Has there been one that has been particularly impactful for you? Well, if people have not read Rescue the Captors, 
they need to because that's his flagship book that talks about when he was taken hostage. Uh, he was tied to a tree uh, in the jungle, and he admits not with the best attitude. <laughs> he had prayed for the FARC to come to Jesus and to change their lives and to bring an end to the Civil War and the violence there. And then when God sent him and was taken hostage, he said, God, what are you doing? And the Lord reminded him of those prayers. And so God, you know, said, hey, you know, you, you prayed that the gospel come to the FARC. I've sent you. So he, he requested a typewriter and he started writing that book, Rescue Captors. He literally wrote while he was held captive for five months. It's incredible, fascinating read. God used it. Uh, it really exemplifies the heart of the gospel. Uh, the message that certainly Spirit of Martyrdom represents. So the number one book I would recommend is that, the biography, Rescue Captors 2 we have. And then he, uh, my, my favorite theological book of his is Beatitudes book. And they can find a lot more. Um, just go to At Risk Radio. There's a link there connects to our whole store. That's probably the easiest place to find it. But we invite people. We give away our books uh, we, at donation. I mean, there's no price on it. We want people to take books, resources that they will be blessed by and feel like they can pass on to others to be a strong witness. That's great. And there are just a, a plethora of resources there at uh, the Spirit of Martyrdom website. And again, go to atriskradio.com and we can link you over to that. There's also an opportunity to sign up for a, a newsletter that talks about um, uh, all the things that are happening all over the world in the Spirit of Martyrdom's ministry. Um, we're excited to be a part of what God is doing, how God is unpacking the gospel in many of these persecuted nations, uh, Colombia being one of them. And we have a huge push in getting Bibles into Venezuela as well. And so we want you to be able to be a part of of what God is doing all over the world. And, uh, and we want you to be able to be a, a part of supporting the persecuted church. So to be kept up to date about what God is doing within the church at risk all over the world, go to atriskradio.com and sign up for the newsletter. I'm Mark Stafford, and this has been At Risk Radio. You've been listening to At Risk Radio. For more, go to atriskradio.com. At Risk Radio is a production of SOM International.